When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex, an associate editor and film writer at Deadline.com. Today, I am chatting with writer, actress, singer, Felicia Pearl Mpasi, who stars as Young Seely in the Color Purple musical, which is currently in theaters right now. And I also talked to Fatima Robinson, famed dance choreographer who helped create the spectacular numbers in this film. The Color Purple 2023 is based on the Tony Award-winning musical from Marsha Norman, Brenda Russell, Allie Willis, and Stephen Bray, which was based on the Pulitzer Prize-winning book by Alice Walker, of the same name. Now, the film comes on the heels of the 1985 film, which was directed by Steven Spielberg, and it centers on Celie, a Black Southern woman who struggles to find her identity after suffering abuse from her father and others over the course of 40 years. Now, prior to appearing in The Color Purple, Felicia was a staff writer on the Paramount Plus series Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies, and was also a writer on the podcast series, We Stay Looking, a sequel to Issa Rae's insecure companion podcast, Looking for LaToya. And Posse can also be seen in Broadway's The Lion King, and is also a participant in Mentorship Matters, BIPOC Writers Initiative. Fatima Robinson is a three-time Emmy nominee whose recent projects include Beyonce's Renaissance World Tour and the 2022 Super Bowl. She was nominated for an Emmy Award for producing the highly regarded 2022 Grammy Awards, as well as the 2021 Grammy Awards, along with choreography nominations for each. In addition to being choreographer on The Color Purple, she's also choreographed films such as Dreamgirls, Coming to America, The Harder They Fall, American Gangsta, Public Enemies, Ali, Confessions of a Shopaholic, and Space Jam, A New Legacy, just to name a few. She was named one of Entertainment Weekly's 100 Most Creative People in Entertainment and has received numerous MTV VMA nominations for Best Choreography. Woo, that is definitely a mouthful, so we're going to get right to it. On this episode, I talk with the duo about the art of singing and the art of creating choreography. We also talk about carving out a space for yourself in a competitive Hollywood scene. And we also talk about why The Color Purple is such an important piece of literature and such an important piece of Black history. And with that said, let's get into it. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast on Apple, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You must ain't got no kinfolk around these parts. All I had was my sister. <laughs> she was the only one ever loved me. I'm gonna hold my head up. Thank you, Fatima and Felicia, for coming on. 
the scenes to scenes podcast. I really appreciate it. I know our schedules have been crazy and I know your schedules have been crazy er with the film and everything popping off with the film. So thank you for, for being on board. Of course. Thank you for having me. What has award season been like for you guys? Have you been traveling around a lot? Have you been really busy? Can you describe what it's like going through the, the motions? It has been busy in the best way. You know, our film is getting such good response and it just means that more people would like to talk to us and hear our stories and how we came to the film. And yeah, it's just been really nice to be able to share it with everyone because there was a moment, you know, with both strikes happening, we didn't think that would be a possibility. Uh-huh. And it's been especially nice to come back with, you know, cast and some of the crew to celebrate each other and celebrate the beautiful film we created. And Fatima, what about you? Have you been, you know, on panels, traveling around a lot? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I rarely get to do this type of um, promotion for a film um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, there's not a lot of musicals uh, out there. But it's been really amazing to be a part of it, part of the Q&As. You know, I've learned so much um, about everybody, everybody's journey on it. And, you know, because we're, you know, Felicia, when we're filming, sometimes we're not filming, we're not there when other people are doing their scenes or getting to see Mm -hmm. the experience that other people were having. But it's so um, exciting to be on these panels and get to hear everybody's story and get to hear how everybody is healed from this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember the first time you saw the color purple? Yeah, my mom came home and said, I have to take you and my sister, your sisters to see this movie. And it was, I remember it so vividly because she just had never done that. And I was like, wow, this must be something really special. She was so passionate about it. And so, um, yeah, I went and saw it when it came out. I would think I was around 13 years old. And what about you, Felicia? Oh, wow. I actually saw the musical first in the production that Danielle Brooks was in. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I at least pulled through. I think I'd seen scenes from the original, but as a young girl, I didn't necessarily have the language to understand that something like bad was happening <laughs> on camera right. and on screen. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, oh, I don't really want to watch that. And then, you know, I studied musical theater in college and I got introduced to the musical that way just through in an educational lens. And then got to see Danielle and the musical. And it was, one of the best theatrical experiences of my life. Like it was a hot ticket and it was so worth it. And then um, finally decided to watch the um, original when I was cast just like for research. And um, yeah, I just, it's just so powerful and so moving. And so I'm really curious, both of you, because, you know, both of you have two different trajectories. So I'm gonna start with Fatima. What does it look like to choreograph something of this scale? I've known about your work since I was a teenager. And I always, one of the questions I always wondered was like, what is the process of coming up with steps and counts and style? Yeah, well, you know, for something like this, for me, story is first. Like I wanna make sure that the dance is enhancing the story, helping to tell the story and pushing the story forward in a way that feels really good and natural. Did you feel any level of, hesitation, intimidation, um, stepping into 
a role with this cast, um, especially people stepping in with people who may have been familiar with each other. Oh my gosh, yes, girl. I still feel it today sometimes. <laughs> this was just a dream. And I think um, what happens is like, you know, it's like a club that I wasn't necessarily part of and I knew I'd be the new girl in town. And, um, but everyone has just been like so kind and so open and so loving that it does feel like I've known them for years. I definitely felt it. There's a bit of an imposter syndrome. You know, this was my first, film let alone feel of this scale and of this caliber and um I definitely felt a little bit of imposter syndrome but like everyone on set cast through Fatima literally everyone at every point was like you belong here and you've gotten the part so it's yours bring yourself to it have fun um you've been chosen to be part of this store that has a beautiful legacy and I just would walk with that and uh Fatima I'm gonna go Back to that question about, um, you know, how does one choreograph something of this scale um, and the, your sort of creative process that you go through um, when creating something of this nature? I know you talked about mm-hmm. story. Yeah. And then from there, like your what the scene is really helps dictate kind of the type of music that I mean, type of dance that I would want to have for it so say I'm gonna give for instance say um Suge's coming to town like there was such a build-up of like what Suge who she is and mm-hmm. what she does and being this epic performer that the idea is just to have that juke joint just jumping and mm-hmm. and and feeling like all the vibes like everybody watching like wanting to be there but then you know the turning off the lights and making it feel even sexier and darker. And, you know, it just feels like she's our Beyonce. Uh, she's the Beyonce of that time, you mm-hmm. know? So I, that's kind of just how I approach that. Whereas like, hell no, I approach that with using a lot of like um, gestures that us as black people just naturally have, you know, rolling of the necks, the, um, the the attitude black girl attitude i just made those into dance moves that's really really interesting um cuz you know dance is is such a huge part of of the color purple musical and i've always mm-hmm. wondered how a choreographer would go about implementing the different elements that go into into a dance piece that tells a story um mm-hmm. and definitely did that uh the energy is definitely there. And, mm-hmm. and, and Felicia, what is it like for a singer on um, the set of something this scale, um, the rehearsals, the, the practices, um, you know, how do you deal with sometimes when your voice is not always feeling like being a hundred percent, how do you push through that? There's just no time for that. I don't know how to explain it. I'm just very grateful my body understood the assignment and my voice understood the assignment. Um, But I think uh, I just called on my training as a singer and just knew what I would have to do. Like if I knew we're going to be doing a musical number the day before, you know, it it already starts then. If I'm drinking tea, I'm making sure I get a left sleep. Um, I'm exercising. I do that the morning of. I'm careful not to. talk a lot and I'm careful to really to preserve my instrument and it's this was so exciting because I got to explore different styles of music that I hadn't before right 
you know, I'm, you know, I come from music theater, obviously, and I got to sing a blues song and I've never sung anything that was bluesy and soulful in that way. And it explored a different side and different timbre of my range. And then getting to sing a pop song with Hallie, um, I also had to learn how to do that. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Fatima, I wanted to ask how being in the industry and, and being a, a pioneer in the industry, how have you gotten to um, stretch your creative muscles um, in terms of dance and the type of projects that you've worked on and the type of people you've worked with? I mean, it's just, it's what I do. I'm like, uh, I have a responsibility uh, to to the project. You know, I have... Um, luckily able to pick and choose the things that I want to do. And so when I decide to do something, I put my all into it. And, um, and, and when I've decided to do something too, there must be something in there that I know is going to feed me and then I'm going to enjoy doing it. And, you know, so uh, I'm, you know, I'm a Virgo. (laughs) We we know how to, uh, uh, we, we are workaholics and we are perfectionists and right. so I do all the things to you know make it for a successful project and 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 also I listen to my body as a dancer I listen to my body at all times and when it's time for me to take a break and chill um, I do that you know I have a wonderful team I, I don't do it all by myself I have mm. an incredible team and we all, all have each other's back and um, yeah it just um, that's how I roll. When when working with other dancers, um, you know, who are helping to sort of display the vision, what do you look for in a person um, who comes to dance for you? Every project is different. Mm-hmm. So on this every project. skill set. Oh, on this project, um, you know, we were looking for dancers who... Um, had, of course, the wonderful ability to dance, but also fit the vibe of the era. Like mm-hmm. We wanted people, you know, who that who looked had character in their face, you know, and who danced with joy mm-hmm. and um, and just really fit the vibe. Like the when I put out the audition call, it was like, don't, you know, show up in period piece, like help us see you in this movie. We want people to take off the lashes and the hair extensions and all that, because that wasn't of that time and mm-hmm. come in, you know, looking like that. And a lot of, a lot of the dancers did. So it was really great. Thank you for that. And Felicia, when we talk about like stepping into a time period and stepping into, into a role, um, how did you prepare to get your mindset, you know, into the sort of uh, tap into the, yeah. the brain of, of Seely to to capture, you know, the performance that you wanted to display on screen? 
I did a lot of research. Um, I'm also a writer. And so for me, the text is like the Bible. It's like the first thing that you look at. And I, of course, read the book. I listened to the audio book. I would read any account Alice Walker would give on writing the book or any of her inspiration. And um, and then once I did that and felt like I knew the character, I then too kind of focused on time period. I looked at what women would have looked at at that time, how they would have spoken, how they would have acted, because we're only one generation removed from slavery. So right. even their mindset and how they view the world is going to be so different. They're not going to even think they could live lives that we're living today. Like that's not in their mindset. So I kind of just wanted to get in touch with what everyday life would look like for a woman like that. Um, and I just try really, really, really hard to immerse myself in an environment, especially in a period piece, as much as possible. So when I was on set, I wouldn't look at my phone because I wouldn't have had it. Even music, I listened to music that would be of that time period, even if it was contemporary or not. Mm-hmm. And just try to, um, yeah, I tried to create the circumstance and the environment as much as I could around me. Is there something that you were surprised to learn, not just about yourself, but about playing the character of Celie? I think that I'm more like her than I thought. Mm-hmm. It's something I've kind of resisted resisted because again, like I just had the experience of seeing um the abuse happening to her on screen. And um I think what's been really surprising about playing Celie is that. I've now reframed the narrative that I had around her. You know, she's not a victim. She's right. the hero of our story. And I think mm-hmm. she's really opened my eyes to how we identify heroes and protagonists um, in our culture and in, in literature and in media, because, you know, she's not pulling people out of a burning building. She's not saving people from train tracks or villains. You know, she's just giving to other people. I think her most heroic move in this film is taking Sophia dinner in the jailhouse. Thank you for that. Um, Fatima, is there anything that you learned about um, yourself and about the story of The Color Purple or any of the characters while working on the film? Um, I mean, I love I love our our version of it, which really I feel like addresses the generational trauma mm-hmm. and addresses gives um, Mr. Redemption in the end. And deals with forgiveness, mm-hmm. things like that. I, I just love that. The last scene where everyone is at Easter dinner, and I mean, Easter Sunday, you know, uh, dinner and around the table. And just even that uh, song she sings and the beautiful lifting of the hands. Amen. And it, mm. it feels like you've just finished a really amazing book and you're closing the last you know page in the book that's what it feels like at the end of it and I I love I love that um I just think we had such a great director with such a great vision and Mm -hmm. and uh, we were all just happy to be part of that ride so and when the audience when the audience watches your choreography um, in relation to the story. Um, what do you hope they they are sort of feeling and gaining from the experience of watching, you know, these these dances that, you know, are sort of your brainchild? 
Um, I hope they feel joy because that's really what I was uh, wanting. I hope when hell no, I hope they feel uh, the the confidence that comes from Sophia and her sisters. Um, I I hope they really root for Celie uh, on um, and 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 love her the arc of her journey and where she is now with Celie's pants and how she is starting her own business. And, you know, um, I think most of it is, is really joy. And I love the fact that we were able to seamlessly go from storytelling into the dance and Mm -hmm. into the music without it feeling like, okay, and here's a dance number. Like it really makes sense to the flow is is hell no one of your favorite pieces you've mentioned it a lot so i wonder (laughs) i love it i love sophia's i love her character period so yeah it's a fun right i also love uh the Corey song who plays harpo Mm -hmm. the work song is so amazing yeah that's one of my favorite parts too yeah a very celebratory sort of 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 peace there and mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. um felicia do you have any particular uh favorite numbers that you that you liked any particular favorite songs maybe one that you sang or maybe one that someone else sang or any of your favorite scenes in the film um i have to echo hell no i <laughs> think that is brilliant oh my gosh i think it's just like a great anthem for female empowerment and it is strong but it's also fun like it's fun to see you know women just moving their bodies around and throwing them around and it it still feels sexy to me in a way which I just really enjoy Mm -hmm. um and then keep it moving um that Hallie wrote for the movie um I remember hearing a very very early cut of it like one of our first days of rehearsal and um yeah, it's just, I think it is so great. And it's so interesting to hear Nettie's perspective on everything. We don't get to hear that in the movie and in um, the musical. So I really, really enjoyed those two. And when people are, when people watch the, the film and they watch you play a young Seely, what do you, what do you hope they are? What do you hope that you are conveying to the audience and hoping that they feel? I hope I'm conveying Celie's inner life and how much joy and love and innocence and positivity and optimism she actually has in her. Um, you know, she has a lot happen to her at a very, very young age that I'm sure she doesn't understand. And I think that I, I really hope that I'm conveying that, you know, the idea that she's unworthy or that she has called this abuse on herself is just so false. It's just circumstances of her life. And that if she were living, you know, if she were living life by her terms, she would be in that waterfall with the work of women. That's what she would be right. surrounded by women at all times. You know, she'd be free. She'd be kicking her feet up. She'd be running around. And I hope that, you know, people really take away from my portrayal of her, the, the, the need, the need and the call to action to protect the innocence of children and especially black children. I think we very quickly are told to grow up um, and are vilified. And I hope that when people see this, they kind of resonate with just, she's a child, she's a little girl. Right. Um, 
thank you. Thank you both for, for coming on the scene to scene podcast and being so, you know, honest and upfront about your experiences. I, I saw, I've seen the color purple, the film I've seen the play on Broadway and I've seen this and each time I've seen seen it in each different iteration, I've learned something new about myself and about the narrative. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Right.